Welcome back to the Packers Corner, week three of the Beta Boys Weekly Podcast here to react to the Packers' victory, 14-12 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. Uh, Pretty exciting to see us get a win over a a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but uh, it sounds like we might have a few guests who aren't without reservations. So without further ado, let's walk right into it. How are you guys feeling, and what's your initial reaction to the game we just had against Tampa Bay? Dad, let's start off with you. Oh, I think we should let Schmitty go first. I think he's pretty pumped up. Let's let's let him set the table. Yeah, I'll. So I predicted uh, a Packers loss, right? And it it almost became that we um, we were about to basically seal the game twenty one to three. Aaron Jones fumbles uh, at the goal line, and some sadness. I felt uh, a little tingle running down my back. I said, "This is." Uh, we're we're in we're in trouble here. That we're not uh, we haven't been faring so well in uh, the state of Florida, uh, and so I, I was quite concerned. Um, but there's a lot of there was a lot of good that came of this game. I, I actually came away from this very happy with the performances of spe- specifically the special teams and how great they looked. Uh, Kashawn Nixon, uh, fantastic fantastic game. Um, Rudy Ford played uh, out of his mind. Uh, our punter, uh, O'Donnell, fantastic work. Um, so that was incredible to see um, when we uh, needed special teams and defense to carry us in a road game when Aaron Rodgers um, really wasn't playing up to uh, the caliber that we all love and, and expect from him. Um, it was incredibly uh, satisfying to watch the Packers get a win down there. I think you bring up a great point about the special teams. They they were pretty awesome that game, actually. That that punt uh, was pretty incredible to keep keep that down. Nick's has been fun to watch on that end. It's it's rare that we've been able to say the special teams were fun to watch in Green Bay, so that was an exciting turn of events that way. Um, expectations versus reality, I think, can kind of color our feelings towards this game. So, Schmidt, you picked the Packers to lose heading into the game. Um, you know, going on the road in a tough environment against Tom Brady, you can see why that that would stack up to be a difficult one. I think Vegas had us as the dogs, of course. I um, mean, we got it done. Despite all that, what's your overall takeaway and sense of things from the, the performance, Dad? Well, I am very happy with a victory at Tampa Bay. It's huge. It's a great deal. I agree with everything Schmitty said. This is a very thin, fine line between feeling like that and feeling like we're used to feeling. Schmitty makes the point that uh, what we're expecting with Aaron Rodgers, what we really got from Aaron Rodgers, what we've been getting in big games, going back for quite a ways. He played like he played against the Niners with several opportunities to put the game away. Uh, didn't do it against the Niners repeatedly, but several, three opportunities against Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship a couple years ago. He spit the bit, three and out, three and out, and the goal line bit where we didn't go for it on fourth down. Um, You know, we had similar NFC losses at Seattle. You can go all the way back to Seattle. He was a young player then, but we needed one play from him to make all of the shenanigans that went on in the Seattle game moot. Couldn't get a play from him there. So we love him. We love Aaron Rodgers. We don't want anybody else. We talk about his hair. We talk about his, uh, you know, 
ayahuasca is his self his journey of self-exploration but we need to talk with aaron we need to get aaron to the point where he's talking about less about this uh self-love what does he call it this unconditional, unconditional self-love so it's time aaron it's time with my best vince lombardi horn rim glasses it's all i got Aaron, it's time for tough love. Tough love is the watchword of the day. You are better than this. That offensive, that pitiful, despicable offensive display for the last two and a half quarters of that game are totally and wholly inadequate, pitiful, and not to be accepted. And we need Aaron to be the first one to stand up and say it's not acceptable. This is, you give Tom Brady a chance with the ball at the end of the game. You're lucky as a two-eyed, I don't know what, to come out on top in that game. And so, yeah, God bless the special teams and the defense. But if that's going to be what Aaron Rodgers is uh, called self-love unconditionally, then we need to flip that around to tough love. So that that's my two cents on it. I'm happy for the victory, but... If this team's going to get to where it wants to be and where it can be, Aaron Rodgers is completely capable of getting three points in the last two and a half quarters to put the game away. And so that's what I would like to see, a little bit more self-awareness, a little bit more calling out of his own performance. And yes, let's continue to get better in all phases, and this won't matter. I'm just going to put a stake in the ground right here, week three. Does Aaron turn the corner from unconditional self-love to tough love? Yeah, I think an, another point there, just to to slightly go back to an overall view of the game in its entirety, um, we had two very fortunate fumbles that we forced, in addition to the one that was forced on Aaron Jones at the goal line. Um, and, you know, come down the stretch in the second half, forcing two fumbles on receivers that didn't really see the hit coming. We were very fortuitous that way. And so this is seemed to me like less a game that we won and more a one where we choked, but slowly and uh, without, you know, a significant straw that broke the camel's back way that Tom Brady just kind of ran out of time and they had the chance with a two point conversion at the end. But that certainly felt like a game where if that goes to overtime, we're not winning that game. We didn't have anything going our way. And that speaks to, the pivotal nature of the Aaron Jones fumble, not so much from uh, a standpoint that we couldn't have come back from that, right? We still had a 14-3 to lead. We had been moving the ball consistently on offense. But after that fumble, and this has happened a few times in, in Packers history, it was a momentum shift that we didn't ever recover from offensively. We had a Mercedes Lewis fumble against the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs this past season where we drove the ball like a hot knife through butter down on in the first possession. The second possession, we're rolling again. We're up 7 nothing. Um, looks like all roads point to the NFC Championship game. Mercedes Lewis fumbles. And the same thing, the offense goes cold, scores three points the Aaron rest of the, the game. Tank. Yeah, and that, that falls back on Aaron Rodgers, like you're saying there. So the difference maybe this year, as Schmitty pointed to, was we didn't have a special teams meltdown, and we had a defense that got the job done on the final play of the game when they needed to. Um, so that all said, there's, there's clearly a silver lining when you uh, come out of Tampa Bay with a win. But the biggest disappointment by far was Aaron Rodgers in this game. How would you feel about Rodgers, Schmitty? No, I, I agree. Um, 
Rodgers was uh, the, the weak link uh, yesterday. Um, but maybe that speaks to the performance that our defense and special teams provided. Uh, they, they both were uh, exceptional. Um, you had Jair Alexander go out in the first drive, and you had uh, Kishan uh, Dixon or Nixon. Um, he stepped I'm not in. not a crook. Yeah, and he played fantastic. Uh, I think he had eight tackles. Uh, Devondre Campbell played fantastic. Uh, so they they picked up uh, where Aaron Rodgers uh, w- was definitely uh, wanting us, or we we wanted more and expected more Rodgers. I I certainly did. Um, we went up against an extremely tough defense. That's that's probably top three. I'm going to put the Packers and the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, as top five top five defenses. Um, and so I, well, yes, I want Rogers to be more productive and because he has such a big say in what we do on offense and what the, uh, what the product looks like, he gets the final call, uh, breaking the huddle. Um, we, we put a lot of, um, expectations onto him and rightfully so. I don't think that he performed, uh, to our standard, uh, but he, I think he does call himself out. And he does recognize where uh, his mistakes, uh, and I I foresee uh, an quite an improvement going into this next week. And he, uh, what I liked, uh, what I took away from the game was that Rogers um, took care of some of those wide receivers. He got Romeo uh, going in that offense, and that was uh, very. Uh, I was quite happy to see that um, that production out of him. And Rodgers went to him uh, quite a bit. I think he had eight catches, yeah. uh, and that was the most catches by a, a receiver um, not named Devante uh, since like 2018. So Rodgers is doing uh, Rodgers is doing Rodgers like things, and I think this this performance turns around. We just we just didn't get what we wanted yesterday. Yeah, we certainly did a good job of completing passes. You know, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, fairly efficient in, in that way. I think in the first half yard they had an incompletion. He just had the one that he kind of threw a little bit low to Jones. Um, but what do you attribute, guys, the the ability for our offense to go cold and just sort of shut off after a pivotal moment like that fumble at the, the goal line? Things were going so well. It wasn't like um, we, we had fortunate breaks on those two touchdown drives to start the game. We just looked like we were imposing our will. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was firing on all cylinders and then such a juxtaposition where we totally look inept. How, how does that happen? Uh, you're asking me to analyze that. I, I don't know. It's a combination of Lafleur and Rodgers. Uh, I think some of it is Aaron Rodgers being the old Aaron Rodgers who wants to dance around in the pocket. He wants to see that line split so he can sneak through there buy time and create a wide open receiver, uh, uh, you know, close circuit to Aaron Rodgers. That ain't working anymore. The NFL is wise to you. They know that's what you want to do. You got to start playing a little more like Tom Brady. The back foot hits the ground. The ball comes out on that last play where he got sacked on the 50 yard line with the game on the line and the chance to make it. So Tom Brady doesn't have the opportunity to come back. He has Dobbs with a step on a guy. I'm not saying he's wide open. He's got a step on a guy going over the middle. Cobb had a half a step on a guy deep. That ball's got to come out somewhere. You can't dance around back there, take the sack, and not even take a shot 
to get yourself in field goal position or get a first down there. So, you know, it's hard to criticize a Hall of Famer who we love and who, you know, has meant so much to the franchise and is, has had moments that are incredible. Think of the, the Hail Mary in Arizona to Jeff, something called Jeff Janis. God bless the guy, you know. Uh, to the, the, the Dallas Cowboy playoff game where Rodgers comes from way behind and throws it on the sideline over there to our tight end. What's his name? And Crosby gets Jared 50 yards. Jared Cook. 250-yard field goal. So Aaron has this in him, and he just needs him to hold himself to a higher standard. And I don't know whether it's he and Lafleur getting on the same page, but this, my point is, this is not just about a bunch of young receivers. I don't want to hear that excuse anymore because Aaron has played to this characteristic in several big games. It has become almost his calling card now. You talk about you are what you become in big games. He needs to flip this narrative, and it starts with owning it. And I, I just would want to hear some ownership where I, he says specifically, I need to be better in the big moments. Who doubted when Tom Brady got that ball on the last? Who doubted they were going to score? I had no doubt in my mind that it was going to come down to the two-point conversion. And let us not forget, if they would have got the first two-point play off in time, they were going to run uh, a, a cross-buck kind of a play with uh, Fournette, and he was going to score easily on that. We got very lucky to win that game when it should never have come down to that. So I think part of it is, is ownership by Aaron, admitting it, making it a point of, of reference for himself, and, and learning to get the ball out. Back foot hits the ground, ball comes out. Well, an interesting, you know, sort of next level analytic statistic for the Packers offense and Aaron Rodgers is uh, average depth of target. So having a high average depth of target does not necessarily mean a successful offense. For instance, uh, Jameis Winston, I think, is near the top in average depth of target this year, and, and the Saints have been okay on offense. It just means you're letting the ball go down the field, which can be good, bad, or indifferent. But it does speak to, to the nature of the aggressiveness of pushing the ball down the field and so forth. So Aaron Rodgers has been middling in this. I think he was 21st last season with an average depth of target of 8.1 yards. Um, this season thus far, he's at 5.6 yards, which ranks 33rd below all 32 starting quarterbacks. And, and, uh, there, there might be a backup mixed in there as well. And he, uh, is clearly, you know, knocking the ball out quick every time is, is the amount of time that he holds onto the ball on average isn't extremely high or anything, but last year in the NFL, 6.8 was the lowest um, out of anyone that played significant time. That was like 38th and Jared Goff last year for the Detroit Lions. So I think the 5.6 speaks partially to our new wide receivers and so forth. He's trying to get it to running backs and a lot of targets to the guys in the backfield and so forth. But I think getting the vertical passing game going, and, and part of that might be getting Christian Watson back, is going to allow us to be more explosive. We need a deep threat is, is the big takeaway that I, I take from that number. Interestingly, with the receiving core, Randall Cobb is the number 11th ranked wide receiver on Pro Football Focus, um, where they evaluate all his involvement on pass plays. Uh, he, of course, had the big 40-yard play for us 
last week. Uh, but he's been successful. I, I wouldn't mind seeing some more of him out there. We're getting Lazard back and healthy, and that's encouraging. But what do you guys think about us pushing the ball down the field? I'd like to see a little bit more of that. How do you feel, Schwitty? Uh, surely you want to see the ball in the air more. I think it. I think it's going to come in time. There's, uh, there's definitely um, opportunities you want to see taken throughout the game. We definitely haven't done that uh, this season, uh, other than first play, first game. Um, but Rodgers has been incredibly successful in his time getting the ball down the field. I think we get to see some of that as the rookies become more acclimated to the offense. Um, Certainly Lazard being healthy is important to that as well, uh, who had a great game, by the way. Um, but you you want to uh, believe that Rodgers gets these guys in, in positions uh, later in the season uh, or um, expands uh, their mind to the offense um, as, as reps happen. Um, so I think, I think there's, uh, there's definitely um, – several plays out there in a game where we want them to take those shots. And I don't know if they're there right now um, and we're looking for them or we're just simply, we're closing uh, that portion of the playbook off. Um, but you need to, at some point you need to get that ball. Even if it's um, just a couple times a game, you need to keep defenses honest. I don't think a defense will ever run a one high against Aaron Rodgers, And if they do, that's incredibly silly. He's so good. Um, when there's they're stacking the box and they're sending a lot of pressure. Um, but you, uh, you need to start putting balls uh, up the sideline out on the outside numbers um, to keep these defenses accountable. One guy who didn't have a lot of luck down the field this week was uh, former green Bay Packers wide receiver, Devante Adams. I'd like to do our weekly check-in on uh, Devante. Um, we, we've asked the question a couple of times, uh, is he missing Green Bay more or is Green Bay missing him more? And unfortunately, to this point, I think my answer personally would be it's been a bad move for both sides, which uh, you know, I, I guess I, I would take that over it being a good move just for him. But, you know, maybe as the, as the young receivers come around here a little bit and develop, we, we won't feel the same way. Um, but did you get any satisfaction, Dad, out of seeing the Raiders move to 0-3 this week and, and Devontae held under 40 yards receiving again? Well, I want to say this in all due candor and without uh, getting too carried away here, but it just occurred to me that Devontae Adams' initials are D.A., um, <laughs> you know, my day, that that stood for something. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something to be learned there, but it sure doesn't seem like a very smart decision at the current time. Does it cautionary tale of Greg Jennings? As we keep saying long season, things could come around, but very few teams who start and three are going to be playoff teams. I think it was 11% of the teams that start and two, um, in terms of whether it was good for the Packers, you really have to not ask about this season. You have to ask two or three years down the road when Devontae's 31, 32 years old, and now you're paying him $40 million or whatever. So uh, he, he sure would look good in green right now. There's no doubt about that. I don't think anybody could argue with that. But he made his choice, and, and now he's going to have to uh, try to explain to us why he thinks Derek Carr is a Hall of Fame quarterback. 
Two guys who we were able to keep because of him leaving, likely Rasul Douglas and Devondre Campbell. We mentioned Campbell briefly. He's looking like an absolute monster. Rasul Douglas, through the first two weeks, graded out higher on pro football focus than Jair Alexander. Um, both of them were in the top five for quarterback or uh, cornerback grades. Um, but having those guys and having the defense is what got it done for us in a, a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you have to feel good about being 2-1. and one. Um, Don't what the forget heck? that Jer- yeah, Jaron Reed probably isn't on the squad if Devontae's there too. And Jaron Reed was a big contributor this week also on that defensive front. Um, the lone loss thus far coming to the Minnesota Vikings – what has happened to them since they, you know, got it done against us? It looked like they had no business beating the Detroit Lions. That was an absolute gift for them that way. Um, but they just seem to always be tuned up and ready to play when they go against us. It's the it's the Super Bowl. It's the Minneapolis Super Bowl. Every time we come into town, these guys, they, for whatever reason, they just show out. U.S. Bank's a tough place to play, but they uh, they they sure. Love if, if they can go uh, one and sixteen this year that that would have been fine for them had they uh, had that been their only win. Um, but send send pressure against Kirk Cousins. Send a bunch of pressure. It it doesn't appear that he he handles it very well. Justin Jefferson has fallen off a cliff since uh, since Green Bay Week One, um, and maybe that was our uh, our our blunder. We we didn't send any pressure. The Packers did blitz yesterday. For the first time this season, so that was that was nice to see. If I uh, that's correct, but you don't um, want to be predictable, right? Is it doesn't necessarily matter how often you do it, as long as you do it enough to to make it a threat. As soon as it isn't a threat anymore, that uh, you know allows the defense to be or the offense rather to be at ease. You you want them to at least have to worry about that. Yeah, if you're an offensive lineman, I mean, think of, I mean, just like I said, you're put at ease every time you go into pass pro. You know, it's just a base rush and take care of that, and you, you get plenty of time. And we gave Kirk Cousins plenty of time, and he found Justin Jefferson for 150-plus yards. So it's good to see that defenses are, are scheming correctly against the, the Vikings. I really wanted them to, to fall yesterday. Um, but Lions are going to lion, and uh, we're we're going to move on, and hopefully the Vikings lose across the pond this coming week. Are the Lions a, a potential threat in the division? Do you guys think uh, they fall to one and two, last place in the division? But they, you know, look to be formidable in some ways. In some ways, sure. Uh, but when you're getting into shootouts with uh, lowly teams like the Commanders. Uh, I just I don't buy into um, buy into what they're they're putting out on on tape. The Bears are uh, at two and one, right? I Shocking. Think the Bears are the Bears are going to be uh, at the bottom of the division. I think the Lions actually take care of them this season, um, but it's going it's going to be uh, a two two horse race between us and uh, the Purple People Eaters. So Lions appear to be improved. I like their quarterback a lot better than the Bears quarterback. In fact, uh, I'm not suggesting we do this, but interesting question might be, how much would you give to get Jordan Love instead of uh, the Ohio State kid who doesn't look like he's got it? Um, Stroud? I don't know. Hmm? Stroud, the next the next heir apparent oh, no. to, uh, no, no, to the, the Bears. Fields kid is from Fields. Ohio State. 
I know. Yeah, yeah. No, that Ohio State kid might be the real deal. Um, <laughs> he might be. But but it's interesting that you 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 look at Jordan Love. A lot of people people were concerned about his performance. Really, the performance that you get out of out of Aaron Rodgers in the majority of the Minnesota game and in the last two and a half quarters at Tampa Bay was exactly what Jordan Love gave you in his Kansas City game against a very tough team on the road. In fact, that would be the best way to describe Aaron Rodgers' performance last week in the second half of the game and and a good share of the second half of the second quarter. He he didn't do anything Jordan Love couldn't have done. And and I'm, I'm circling back to this. I guess it's a burr under my saddle, gentlemen. But Aaron Rodgers is being playing $50 million a year to be a difference maker. And and if he's not going to be a difference maker, then I don't know what to say, but $50 million can buy a lot of pro bowlers uh, to add to that roster or certainly a high-end talent to go with us. Now, I'm not suggesting that's the way it's going to be, but it's my tough love. Come on, Aaron. Earn you want to win? You want to win? Put 10 in. Yeah. <laughs> not quite ready to go there yet, but... If you want to win 14 to 12, put 10 in. He can handle that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think maybe the most pertinent question and in, in takeaway that will be enduring from this matchup against the Buccaneers is, do you feel better or worse after seeing this game play out this week about running into the Buccaneers in the postseason? I feel better. I feel better. Um, I feel better because we we got it done on the road. I don't really have too much beyond that. Um, I just I feel better because our defense and special teams, as I said in the, the first segment, uh, were able to to elevate us uh, and, and get us a win. So that that stuff carries whether we're playing at Lambeau uh, or anywhere else in the country. Special teams and defense travels. Maybe Rogers isn't there, uh, doesn't show up, but maybe we can uh, we can squirt by. Uh, like we did yesterday and, and pick up a win when it matters most. I think in general, I'd have to agree with Schmitty there, but I don't think we're going to know the answer to that question till we get in a big game in the playoffs and we need Aaron Rodgers to see, and the offense and Matt LaFleur to come together and seal the deal. We've seen enough of that not happening in the recent past and they have to know it. I'm, I'm not saying anything that they don't know. But we're not going to know the answer to that question until that time comes. Now, maybe they can give us a little foreshadowing as the season goes on to get this offense rolling. And I think they can. I'll, I'll, I'll go on record right now as saying I think you're going to see the offense get rolling. I think it's it's uh, when the other two phases raise their level, it puts pressure on the offense and, and Rodgers and LaFleur to come together and get the offense rolling. I, I, I don't think you can minimize – the impact that having a, a healthy Christian Watson on the field to create a deep threat is going to be to opening things up for Dobbs and and when Sammy Watkins comes back and and uh, you know the other receivers that are out there the tight end and so forth I still do not understand why they have not flexed Aaron Jones out into a flanker position with both of those backs on the field and the defense in their their standard set without the, their nickel and dime package and letting Aaron Rodgers run routes against linebackers and safeties. 
I have, for the life of me, no idea why they did not do that Sunday to create some offense. So hopefully we're going to see some creativity along those lines. And I think we will. I think they'll, I think they will get better if they don't, it will be highly disappointing and dissatisfying. Yeah, I, I think I take away from this game. How how many times have we had Aaron Rodgers give us nothing in the second half of a football game and us win that football game? That hasn't happened many times. So the fact that we can win in that way at least is an option. Hopefully we don't need it. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully he's worthy of the, the $50 million contract and or annual salary, not even contract, um, and, and so forth. And then we can win going away. But we haven't shown a, a tendency to shut the door on anyone in, in previous years. Last year, we let a lot of teams hang around. But this year, having that defense might might allow us to, to win in different ways, even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't have his best stuff. Um, Patriots are likely not to have their best stuff out there next week already. looks like Mac Jones has a significant ankle injury and is likely to miss at least a couple weeks. Um, so I don't even know what their options are going to be at quarterback. There's rumors out there they might be looking at trade options and so forth. Um, what's your guys' early feelings about the Patriots? Have you had much time to scout the opposition as we head into week four here? We'll start with you, Dad. Well, let's see. Patriots, haven't it? we're at home, aren't we now? Correct. Back at Lambeau. Yeah, yes. I think we got technically the London game is a home game, and I think we have another one. We, we got a nice stretch where we can get – get a little fat here um aaron Rodgers one and two all time against bill belichick so hoping to move to 500 there has to be a a huge disappointment if you don't go take care of business against this outfit coming into lambo i i would have to say you know you're looking at uh time for us to have a little offensive output here maybe like 27 to 17 something like that at home play well uh, get all three phases of the game going together and get Aaron Rodgers untracked a little bit. You, you, you get back Tiari back into the mix. We'll see if he can play again next week. That'll be a big question if he can go two weeks in a row. And do we get Christian Watson back and get that and get him, get him some touches and get him down the field. Like you guys have been saying and open up that vertical passing game a little bit so that the rest of the offense is a little easier. Yeah, this is a get-right game. So the look at the Packers' schedule. They have four games in a row leading up to the Bills Sunday night. You have four get-right games. Get this offense where it needs to be. We need to be uh, duking out with the Bills. The Bills will put points up on the board, and we need to be able to do the same. So when you're a two-point or a two-score favorite, uh, as we are going into this week, we're ten and a half point favorites. Uh, we need to take care of business. Uh, the Patriots are going to wheel out Brian Hoyer. And if our defense can't take care of Brian Hoyer, uh, there's going to be hell to pay. And they will. But they will will win this game. Everything will be fine. It's just we, we want to be able to see our offense take uh, a significant leap forward over the course of this next month. And it starts on Sunday. I'm with you guys. We got a clean sweep this week. First time I think we have a oh, no the Bears game, but I hadn't picked yet. Um, we would have had a clean sweep against the Bears. Um, 
I, I don't feel maybe quite as confident as you guys do. I just have uh, a bit of a nervousness. I think it's the Bill Belichick factor. I think it's the coming off a big emotional, in some regards, road win against Tom Brady. It seems like a you know, lookout game. In the NFL, you got to take everyone seriously, and if we uh, rest on our laurels at all, it could be tough. So um, I think given the fact that uh, – Mac Jones is out playing against Brian Hoyer, like you said. Um, if we don't get it done, it's an abject failure. There's no doubt about that. Um, but don't take it easy. Let's let's show what it looks like when we put everything together, all phases, and shut the door uh, on a team early in the game. That's what I would like to see for us to come out this week and do. And I think there's an opportunity to, to get that done. Um, it's kind of a, a misstep on our part here, boys, to, to not uh, – deliberate further on the fact that David Bakhtiari was out there. Um, you mentioned, you know, we, we want to see him go two weeks in a row here, but given how upset and, and uh, tumultuous uh, Packer Nation felt over the last 18 months with this whole knee saga, uh, pretty encouraging to see him back out there in any capacity. Um, and it, it, he didn't have any moments where he was limping around. He didn't look like he had a degenerative knee out there. Uh, it seemed like there's a lot of cause for, for hope that way. Yeah, he looked fantastic. He was uh, the uh, the reps that he was given. Uh, he played exceptionally well. Uh, Yash uh, Nyman played really well as uh, two, um, but Bakhtiari did great in the pass pro. There were some runs that we we sent his way. Uh, I think even in one of those first two series where we scored a touchdown, uh, there was a, a nice run up the left side. So uh, very encouraging stuff, uh, and hopefully. Uh, and it appears to to be the case, uh, according to Matt Lafleur today, that Bakhtiari will uh, assume all of the snaps going forward. Well, that's mm. encouraging to hear. I'll be happy if I see that. I just hope he can play next week. See if that need takes fluid on or what happens, and and uh, hopefully he can go. That'd be great. What do you do with Yash Nyman? Is he one of your top five linemen? You move him to right tackle and put Jenkins back inside. Interesting question. I, uh, I'm not sure how that shakes out. Yeah, we're not out of the woods until he he strings together a, a few in a row, but it was good to see him out there uh, roll around in the dirt a little bit. I saw him face down and got nervous for a moment there, um, but it looked like he made it through through unscathed. Now we just got to get a couple of those uh, receivers healthy and, and keep the – Momentum rolling here. Any uh, final words of wisdom as we head into week four here, guys? Well, I just think it's worth a quick discussion on Sammy Watkins. I think it's a shame he goes down for a month when it seems he's emerging as maybe, you know, a real threat in the offense and developing some chemistry with Rodgers. Um, good poor guy just can't stay on the field, and it, it's a shame. I don't know what it means for the long haul other than Dobbs is going to get a big shot and I, I it'll be interesting to see over the next month if Rogers starts looking to Dobbs a little bit like he did to Adams I I wished he had been on that third down at midfield because that's a ball he would have thrown to Adams every time single covered with a step on a guy going across the middle of the field took a perfect pass to, to, to complete that but I think it would behoove Aaron to get that kind of confidence in the kid and, and we'll see what happens, but that's going to be a major story. Who, who steps up in the, 
in the absence of the veteran Watkins now. I think an even uh, bigger story on the other side of the ball is Jair Alexander. And hopefully it was incredibly cautionary by uh, Packers medical staff to keep him out uh, for the game. Uh, but a groin, you need to be uh, you need to be cautious. And uh, if we don't have Jair out on the field, that's uh, that, that's a huge uh, mark on on our defense. So uh, hopefully we, we get some good news this week, and he's he's back to uh, back out there for us. I would get, think Griff. What do you think? I would not expect to see Jair for a month with a groin injury. Three weeks at least. I. I, I don't know how you chance that thing. Um, At least we're afforded that ability right in the next four games. So if yeah. that's if that's the news, Gar, I'm I'm okay with it, and I think we all are. And the way Nixon played in the slot, and we know Rush, Rashul and Stokes can play on the outside. They did it all last year. You 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 you're afforded the luxury, uh, Schmidt, as you say, to go slowly with Jair. You, I, you're not going to force him back on the field at this point in time, if there's any question about that groin it would be great news to see him not be put on the injured reserve i think that would be a great starting point uh i was following george kittle quite a bit in the early portion of the season for fantasy football reasons and george missed the first two weeks of the season with a groin injury so i think a timeline like that might be a couple weeks before we see him again but he stays off the ir i would i would consider that a win um and at the end of four weeks we get your boy sammy back too as well dad so a um, lot to be optimistic about. Uh, it, it, we're going to kind of have to wait and see till uh, Aaron Rodgers performs in the postseason and see how that goes if he, he earns his contract this year. Um, didn't get it done in week three, but the rest of the team did, picked him up. Let's see him put it all together now in a couple of weeks moving forward, and, and hopefully um, when the snow starts to fly in Lambeau Field, that defense comes through big for us. Um, thanks for joining us here tonight. See ya, Vince. Tough love. <laughs> See Tough a shirtless Schmitty. The best thing Go for pack. you, Aaron. Go get him, buddy. Come on. You're Go better pack. than that. Bye, guys. Hey, Love taking you. a strong look in the mirror and getting better from this, if Aaron Rodgers can do that, the rest of the NFL should be on notice. Take care, guys. What the hell's going on out there? And his father shoveled horse shit all the days. When the lad was very young, they found a diamond in the dung, and they sent him off to college just to play. Hail, hail, hail to masturbate, lift your thunder mugs on high, and we'll drink another glass to the biggest horse's ass in the brotherhood of Beta Theta Chi. Go Beta Boys!